Welcome to Health Rants. Join us and learn how not to let healthcare rip you off or kill you. Together, we will explore the secrets of healthcare and give you insight on how to make a better and informed decision about your health and your healthcare. I'm Dr. Bob Braille. I'm a chiropractor for over 40 years, and I've seen it and heard it all. So welcome to our podcast, Health Rants. Hi, and welcome to Health Rants. I'm Dr. Bob Braille, and uh, with me today is an expert on chiropractic and chiropractic pediatrics, uh, someone I've known for a long time and wanted to get on the podcast here, uh, Dr. Armand Rossi. Let me tell you a little bit about him first of all. Uh, he did his undergraduate work at Rutgers University, uh, completing that in 1971, graduate of the Parma College of Chiropractic in 1976. He is currently the Dean of Clinical Sciences at Sherman College of Chiropractic in Spartanburg, South Carolina. He's uh, been an instructor for years uh, from the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association and probably taught thousands of chiropractors about taking care of children under chiropractic care. We're going to be talking a little bit with him about that. He is a former board member of the Regents at Life Chiropractic College West and also was formerly an instructor and a department head and a division chair at Life University here in, uh, in Marietta, Georgia. So uh, this is a person who comes to us with great expertise and a lot of knowledge to share about health, wellness, and uh, in this case, uh, chiropractic and health and wellness. I, I give you Dr. Armand Rossi. Welcome, Dr. Rossi. Well, thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Dr. Braille, for having me on and uh, just uh, help share some of this, whatever knowledge I have. We appreciate it. I guess the first and obvious question that I've got for you here, for people who are listening who have probably never experienced chiropractic for children, uh, you know, I mean, I've run into patients, even though I have a fair amount of children in my particular practice, um, I've still run into people who say kids need chiropractic. So let me start off with the real basic question for someone who might not even know, why chiropractic for children? What's the advantage to that? Okay, well, one of the things is to is to probably first really understand what chiropractic is doing. What we do as chiropractors is we locate, analyze, and check the nervous system to make sure there's nothing interfering, like a misalignment, what we call a vertebral subluxation, that could interfere with the uh, expression of the nervous system energy that goes through our body. The nervous system controls and coordinates all the functions of the human body okay, including the heart, including the lungs, including the digestive system, as well as muscles and ligaments and everything, okay? Birth is probably the biggest trauma you go through your entire life, okay? And that's, that's like trying to put me through Dr. Braille's ear. That's what birth is like, okay? So that's a traumatic condition. And after that traumatic condition, it's really good to get the spine, upper neck, checked to see if anything misaligned and if anything has an interference. And the interference, the body doesn't function the way it should, not up to its optimum level. So that's why we suggest that kids get checked chiropractically, make sure that's not there and it's not causing a problem or interference or a lack of health for the child and potential. So how young should a child be uh, to get checked? Uh, you know, how old should they be before they should be checked chiropractically? 
Well, uh, probably as soon as possible. My two kids were checked with the umbilical cord still attached. I mean, that's soon, <laughs> okay? But as soon as it's available, I would get the child checked because one of the things through research they found out is that if you leave something misaligned and fixated, locked up for three weeks, even after birth, that could cause a problem that could last the rest of their life. I mean, they, they, it's hard for them to get back to normal. After that, that's a, a, a research by Vitamin at the University of Helsinki that he did back in the, the 80s and 90s. I don't remember when exactly. But that's an important thing to get the child checked as soon as possible. So let me ask you a question. I mean, I'm sure there are people listening right now who are saying, you mean you, you twist and crack a kid's spine and, and stuff like that? Explain a little bit about, because I know you've taught right. thousands of people how to how to chiropractically adjust properly for children. Explain a little bit about for the audience about what a child's adjustment right. or an infant's adjustment might look like or be like. It, it, it's like, and I'll tell you what happens. Kids don't have the, the muscular guarding and things that have developed over the years that adults have. So kids are very, very easy and gentle to adjust. Now, I will tell you this. Don't visualize an adult full spine like manipulation or adjustment. That's not what we do with kids. With kids, we probably use the pinky of one of our fingers, okay? We hold the pinky up to the child's spine wherever it needs to, and it's a light pressure, sometimes not even a, a push, just a light pressure. In fact, you can check it on yourself by taking your pinky and putting it on a closed eyelid. That's the kind of pressure you use on a child's spine. It's that gentle and that easy. In fact, I think 50% of the kids who I've adjusted as newborns or young babies who were asleep, they didn't even wake up to the adjustment. That's how gentle it's supposed to be. So basically any age as far as the youngest and stuff like that, what would you say, I mean, you, you've probably seen thousands and thousands of children what would you say were some of your most outstanding success stories or miracles? I mean, without giving away names, obviously, or but what would you say the most uh, the ones that stick in your mind were the best success right. stories? Well, I had one right in the beginning when I first started to practice in 1977. Uh, a three-week-old baby was brought into my office that was literally dying of kidney failure. Uh, they were in the hospital, and the doctors gave the baby to the mom and said, take the, take the baby home, pray, and let it die peacefully in your arms because there's nothing else can be done for this child. Well, neighborhood came by and said, have you ever thought about trying a chiropractor? And the mom said, no, she didn't have anything against it. She just didn't think about anything into doing with the kidney failure or something like this with chiropractic. So they brought the baby into my office, and what I did was I just checked the spine found out that its upper neck was out a little bit, and I did a little light pressure on the upper neck. And what happened after I did that was the baby into a light convulsion, okay? And it kind of frightened me. This was my early first year in practice, and I was kind of frightened. We let up on it, and the baby then settled down for a little bit. After it settled down, I checked it again, and the baby had thrown itself out again up in the upper neck, so I went and adjusted it again, and it started convulsing again. I, I, I did this about four or five times. People say to me, how, how could you keep doing that if the baby convulsed? Well, the baby was dying. 
there was no other choice. It was either this or nothing. So I did it again. Like I said, that afternoon five times. They brought the baby back to the hospital. I'm making a long story short. Doctors came out and said, we don't understand what's happening, but the baby's kidneys are starting to work. And from that point on, the child never had any kidney problems. And the last time I saw the child, he was 16 years old, no kidney problems. And his father is now a chiropractor in Wisconsin. But that's one of the stories. We've had a, a, a few more like that, too. We had another one that was in a coma. She had contracted, uh, this little girl who's down in South America contracted a Shigella bacterial infection. And organ shutdown occurred and was put was in a coma. They air back up to Miami Children's Hospital. And I went there and checked her, again, making a long story short, in the coma. I checked, checked her neck, gave her a very light, gentle adjustment, just putting pressure, you know, pushing it off. And the little girl came out of the coma in my hands and started crying and fully recovered. You know, and you see, the nice is that they respond so quickly and so well because they don't have all the buildup uh, problems over the years. So they respond beautifully with that. So what do you think, in watching news uh, internationally, I see uh, certain countries where they try to ban children from getting chiropractic care here in the United States, I don't see it as much. An occasional lawmaker introduces a silly bill, which doesn't pass. But how do you find in the United States, especially the relationship between the medical profession and chiropractic relative to taking care of children? Is it better than it was when you and I first started practicing? Or how is it now? How's the, the medical acceptance of what we're doing relative to children? I think it's a little bit better. I think the medical profession is more open to understanding I think the big confusion actually came from the chiropractic profession itself because chiropractors started talking about treating low back pain and injury, okay, which chiropractic is not for that, it's for removing interference wherever that is, whenever that is. Okay, so when that happens, the medical profession gets confused. Well, this little baby doesn't have back pain because so, they look at chiropractic from what they've heard like that. And it's our fault. It's our fault with it. We shouldn't be pushing that aspect of it. We should be pushing the true aspect of chiropractic is to correct interference. So that's one of the things. Now, some of the medical doctors also find out that we're not competing with them. We're not in competition with the medical doctor. My child falls and breaks their arm, I'm taking them to the medical doctor. I'm not taking them to the chiropractor. Okay, they're bleeding, I'm taking them to a medical doctor. What we do is something they don't do. What we do as chiropractors is something no one else does, and that is locate and correct the interference, the vertebral subluxation, that which is causing interference to the expression of life. The child can live a healthier, happier life. Does it mean it fixes every symptom? No, not at all. Now, you and I have been in this thing quite some time uh, and seen a lot of different things in the profession itself. Currently, we're in a, uh, this uh, coronavirus pandemic situation here uh, relative to, you know, everybody's afraid, everybody's mm -hmm. shutting down. From a chiropractic standpoint, how do you see this pandemic situation? I mean, how do you see chiropractic's role in this whole infectious issue? Well, the, the whole thing with the pandemic thing is I, I personally, uh, I don't even think it's as bad as a, a quote unquote normal flu season okay um, the, the numbers verify that 
the thing that we've always said in chiropractic is removal of interference allows your immune system to function as best capability. Right now, more than ever, I would make sure my whole family is checked to make sure they um, have no uh, interference in their nervous system. To, that helps make sure that the immune system is functioning as best possible level. It doesn't mean we're treating the virus. It means that we're going to make ourselves as healthy as possible so we can fight it off as naturally as possible. And that's, that's, I think that's significant, especially right now. It's, it's an important, important aspect that we need to be able to do. Now, I know there's been a, a couple of studies on uh, chiropractic relative to uh, especially ear infections and things like that in children. But what are you, what's your response to the, um, I guess, in certain cases, chiropractors and in certain cases, lawmakers or medical professionals who say, well, there's no research around chiropractic. There's no proof. I mean, you hear this as a standard tagline at the end of an article when a medical doctor is responding to something positive in chiropractic. What is your answer to that uh, seemingly continued lie that there's no research? Well, that's all hogwash. Um, it's, it's not the research that they want to see, okay? Because these doctors we're talking about are the people who are into the back pain and pain management and this kind of stuff, okay? So they don't even look at the proper research for that. But I'm going to tell you where anybody can go. If you go to www.icpa, the number four, kids, K-I-D-S, Dot org, O-R-G. That's the public website for the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. You go to that website. On the left-hand side, it, I, I believe it's on the left-hand side, there's a, a link which says research. Go on to the research and put in, check any one of the kids' issues, children's involvement. They have research in health in general, research in chiropractic specifically, and there are tons, tons of research papers that show the validity of chiropractic for children. It's just that it's not the type of research that these people are looking for because they're looking involved with back pain and things like this, condition-based research around forever. Now, you teach at uh, Sherman College of Chiropractic in Spartanburg there. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming uh, uh, one of your things you teach is uh, chiropractic pediatrics. How involved is the specific study of, uh, of chiropractic pediatrics uh, as compared to just chiropractic in general for a, uh, you know, an adult? At Sherman, I personally teach an elective called Advanced Pediatric Adjusting. We have a core curriculum class within the, within the actual core curriculum of, of pediatric adjusting taught by Dr. Ron Castellucci, who also happens to be another ICPA instructor. And that takes people that have gone through the, the curriculum adjusting ability for adults and then takes it and brings it to children. Now, we also have classes that talk about childhood uh, diseases, and we also have classes that talk about different aspects of child development and things like this as well. And then mine is an elective for the people who are figuring more into the actual advanced portion of uh, children and care for children. The important thing to understand is that taking care of kids is not the same necessarily as taking care of adults, okay? And one important thing that we 
uh, teach here, and I, I believe this is important, is how to triage a child. What I mean by a, ba- a mom brings a baby into your office and you have to decide, is this a chiropractic case? Is it a chiropractic and medical case? Or is this a medical emergency needs to go to the medical doctor first? You have to learn how to distinguish that and then you properly care for the child. I think we have a good curriculum with that here and how we do it. How many chiropractors would you say you have had the opportunity to train in chiropractic uh, pediatric care over the years? Oh, my. Now you're going to challenge me on my age, too. Uh, we've had, uh, I've been doing this for the ICPA since 1993. So right there, that's 27 years. I also was teaching chiropractic, adjusting previous to that at Life College. So I'm going to say five to 10,000 chiropractors over the years, at least. What would you say to the chiropractor who um, evidently, you know, there are, there are certain schools where they don't focus on this in chiropractic. And uh, what would you say to the chiropractor who has gotten into practice and they've learned a little bit about kids getting under chiropractic care, but they really want to advance that, you know, how do they, uh, in addition to the training, how do they attract or build a, a pediatric awareness for the community? I mean, what, what someone who's not been trained in that, how do they well, let the community know uh, about this? Well, there's a couple of things you can do with, with the community. First of all, uh, get involved with the community of uh, for pregnant moms and, and childbirth and uh, midwives, doulas, things like this, get involved with them, talk to them, them, invite them to come listen to your talks in your office. Our office, every Wednesday night, we had a health talk, and it was mandatory for all the patients to come from it, and used to bring their friends, and it opened the doors for so many people trying to ex- explain some of this. Get involved with that. Get involved on social media, okay, talking about things people just don't know. You know, and it's like, I talked to a person just about three or four days ago. I was over here at the at a Lowe's store here, okay, and somebody was saying that he's been involved with chiropractic for 50 years but never heard that about chiropractic for kids. I took about five minutes, explained it to him. He said that makes total sense and automatically knew. So it's, it's up to us to help explain things to people. You're not going to hear it on television you're not going to hear it on the, with the medical background of other people because they don't know about it. You have to spread the word out to people. You have to be, uh, and I always tell people, listen, chiropractic is not my job. It's my mission. And so my mission is to get people to understand the benefits of what it can do and eventually have people come in and get themselves checked. My goodness. People who take your kids to the dentist once a year or twice a year to get your teeth checked, the teeth are replaceable. The spine isn't. Get it checked. Get it checked and see what's going on there. Very true. Uh, question, I know there's a, a growing awareness in the general public about pregnancy in chiropractic and specifically uh, something called the Webster technique, which I've actually had patients even come in requesting. and. Uh, uh, explain a little bit about that and how it came about and mm-hmm. uh, the involvement in that. Well, the Webster technique came from Dr. Larry Webster, who you and I both knew. And Dr. Webster 
developed a lot of things having to do with children and chiropractic. He was considered by many the grandfather of pediatric chiropractic care. Uh, and what happened with this interesting little story is that Dr. Webster had his own child, his daughter, give birth and had a child that was not positioned properly in the uterus. And when they had to extract the baby, a clavicle was broken extracting the baby. And so he started thinking that it has to be a better way, it has to be a better way. And he came up by finding uh, interference, subluxation in the pelvic sacrum area that caused the baby to not to turn into the proper position properly, okay? So he started doing this on pregnant women and it kept working to make sure the baby was positioned properly. At first he thought he had a baby turning technique. It is not. What he realized was he was correcting the subluxation and the body would normalize and then the babies would turn. So we have in the ICPA now a certification for people on knowing how to do the Webster technique and the proper thing. It's not for turning babies. It is for correcting the interference, which allows the pelvic and sacroiliac area to function in its normal parameters, which allows the baby to turn on its own. Not a treatment for breech babies or anything like that. So I wanna make sure that's real clear. But it's worked. It's worked, they did a study and uh, in JMPT, Journal of Physical Medicine, that works 92% of the time when involved with turning a breech baby. But what I started doing is I started checking people for this and adjusting people right from the get-go in pregnancy. In the last 10 years of my practice, I've hardly seen anyone that had a baby that, that turned wrong. And I think it's because we did it you know, proactively we would check people and make sure they they stayed clear like that. And, and that would help tremendously. So it's a really interesting chiropractic technique that works very well with pregnant women. Is there any, uh, as we're wrapping up here, any uh, parting remarks or advice you have for the uh, listening audience here uh, relative to health, uh, wellness, children, and chiropractic? Oh, sure. I, I, I have a really good thing. One of the things that irritates the heck out of me is we baby our babies too much, okay? We're so afraid of things like germs and this and that, that we hold back our kids. You know, Bobby, when you and I were young, we went outside, we played, we ate mud, for God's sake. You know, uh, we drank from hoses. We did stuff that people today think, oh my God, how horrible. Well, it doesn't mean that you should go out there and eat mud, but it means let the child project. Let the child get out and play. Let them be kids, okay? Let them build up immunity by exposing themselves to different things and, and going outside and playing and things like this. Don't baby your child. Don't try to protect your child so much that you're actually making them sicker by causing their immune system to be depleted. That's one of the biggest things. That's one of my pet peeves today is we baby the kids too much. Well, thank you, Dr. Rossi. I really appreciate you uh, bringing your expertise here to uh, Health Rants, and uh, I look forward to having you again sometime in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much also. You have been listening to Health Rants. My name is Dr. Bob Braille, and I've been your host. Subscribe to this podcast and join us for future rants on a large variety of subjects related to health and health care. 
Thank you for listening to Health Rants. Health Rants is sponsored by Braille Chiropractic. Find out more and listen to previous episodes on our website, www.braillechiropractic.com. That's B-R-A-I-L-E chiropractic.com. The opinions on this podcast are meant to encourage discussion on healthcare issues and are not meant as specific medical or healthcare advice. You should only seek health advice from your healthcare professionals. This has been Health Rants.